Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Glad you could tune in. And you know, they always say this. It's not what you know, it's who you know. But it's not really who you know, it's the relationships that you build. And in order to build good relationships, you need to have good communication. So our topic today, superior communication strategies for making stronger connections is really vital. Uh, we have a great guest, Matthew L. Mosley, Managing Principal of Ignition Strategy Group. But let's talk about what is the big idea. Well, um, active listening is a key skill for successful negotiation, right? But doing it effectively requires of getting out of your own head and developing empathy. So, so what's the big deal there? Well, negotiation is a critical skill for everything in life, from your career to relationships, right? So the key is negotiation is communication with results. So uh, if you're tuning in now or on the replay, make sure that you're asking questions. We will try to look back for questions that you ask. want to share your comments and want to make sure that you're taking action. It's not just what you know, it's what you, the actions that you take. And without further ado, I want to make sure that we give a great introduction to our guest. He is communication strategist, author, speaker, and holds three world records for long distance swimming, which is pretty <laughs> damn awesome. Um he is also the principal and CEO of the Ignition Strategy Group, which specializes in high-stakes communications and issue management for organizations of all sizes. He's got a great roster of clients. And uh, he is also the author of Ignition, which is one of the topics that we're going to be talking about today. Superior communication strategies for making stronger connections is what that's supposed to say. Uh, welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Matthew L. Mosley. Great. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Happy, wonderful day. Thanks, Kenny. It is a beautiful day. It's I'm glad to have you in here um, and talking about communication. You know, I was just at a, a networking event. It's actually a conference. It's called Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego, California. And it reminded me just how important it is, not just to be connected with people, but to build relationships. So if you could give us kind of like the the backstory of kind of what inspired you to get on uh, the focus for authoring this book, Ignition. You betcha. It's a great question in terms of, you know, everybody says communication is so important. It's so vital. Yet I find that so many people, managers, CEOs, even in their personal relationships are pretty bad at it. And there's a, there's a big paradox here, a big irony in our times is that we are so hyper-connected and so um, able to communicate and touch and reach out and touch somebody that we can have conversations from Japan to Germany simultaneously, but yet people feel so alone and isolated. So I set out on a six-year journey to write this book, Ignition, to really talk about those, um, you know, to uncover what is the problem here? What is happening? And also to give people some strategies for how they can actually create stronger connections. So that's what the book is about. You know, it, it, it interviews 
25 to 30 people that are experts at the top of their fields and how they use communications for their own worlds and how they be successful, whether it's fighter pilots, astrophysicists, um, famed authors and journalists. I had the great opportunity of working with the gonzo journalist Hunter S. Thompson. Wow. We can talk about him a little while later, blowing up bombs in his kitchen. <laughs> that sounds but, uh, dangerous. Don't do this. Yeah, anymore. it was pretty dangerous. <laughs> but uh, so that, uh, that forms the basics for, you know, from the front lines of communications and working with all of these clients and all of these interviews and putting them together into a, into a, a nice, concise book about how people can communicate and make these connections and give them some strategies. Awesome. So we've got we've got the big three. So I'm going to introduce them and then we'll kind of go through some of these talking points here. Um, one is the actionable tips to improve our communications. So maybe some of the highlights from some of the stories. You bet. Um, two would be telling us about why Ignition is such an important book for our times. Kind of brushed on that a little bit, but I'm sure we could dive a little bit deeper. And then three, your call to action is to be a participant, not a spectator. And what does that mean and why it is important? And we'll, we'll kind of start it off with just getting some actions that people can consider to improve their communication. So um, that would be a great first place to start. You betcha. The second part of the book, the book is divided into three different parts. And the second part is really about communications planning. Now, some people kind of yawn, you know, they're like, oh God, communication strategy, communications planning. But I believe that people do not spend enough time actually thinking about what they're going to say. You know, when the cameras are rolling, when, when your business is on the line and one small gaffe can cause millions of dollars of damage and ruin careers overnight, um, it's important. It's vitally important that you get it right and that you plan for it. So I take clients through, and this is whether you know we're working with a CEO at the top level or even somebody that's going to be in front of the camera, uh, prepping a spokesperson for a legislative hearing, you know, really any number of things. Let's talk about a communications plan that could be a 60-page document or this could be on the back of a napkin. First, we want to know where we're going. It's very important and not as easy as it sounds. You know, what do you really want to accomplish here? What is what are we trying to do that is going to make this sing and and it's going to make people take action? That's what we have to ask. What do we want people to do? And then we ask ourselves three questions that form the basics of any communications plan from the White House to city council to a government boardroom to a global advertising campaign and even to winning somebody's heart. And that would be the questions. What are we saying? That's our messaging. That's our context. That's the crystallization of everything that's going to come after and the call to action of what we want people to do. The second would be, who are we saying it to? What are our target audiences? This may be seem, seem really simple. You know, with one client right now I'm working with, it's just one person. It's the governor. That's all we need to influence. Sometimes it's a little more amorphous, you know, sometimes it's a, a, we say everybody should read this book. Well, it's not for everybody. And then sometimes, you know, talking to an audience, a real quick way to think about it is that sometimes, you know, it's not me, it shouldn't be Matt that's talking, but maybe it's somebody else that's much better equipped to deliver your message. 
right? We call those third-party validators and they're, they're legitimizers about who you are and what you need to do. And the last piece, Kenny, which I love and it's where I like to play is tactics. This is the how you are going to say it. You know, and there's the myriad of ways that we can do things. We can say things through a podcast or a press release. Uh, we can go out on the street corner and wave our arms around. We can send a text or a Facebook post. There's thousands of ways we can communicate. What is the best one that matches our intent and that's going to get the job done with the limited resources of time, money, and people, which is all we have. So if you're going to break that down, a communications plan, what are we saying? Who are we going to say it to and how? And that's what we can, that's how we can move an issue. That's really powerful too. You know, I, one of my mentors is a speaking trainer, um, helps speakers, you know, craft their messages. And one of his sayings is winging it is not a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. And I, I admit there have been times where I've come upon, you know, an opportunity to speak and thought, I know what I'm, I know this topic. I'm just going to speak towards it and it'll be all right. But if you get in front of people and you have distractions and you haven't practiced, you haven't really paved that path. You can find uh, this isn't really going the way I intended it to go. <laughs> and well, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's you know a quick example that I outline in the book is a friend of mine, Eric Rosa, who sold Data Logics to Oracle for one point two billion dollars. You know he's he was poking around doing some different various things, and um, the CEO of CrossFit said, hey, nobody's mourning for George Floyd. Black lives don't matter it, well, on a C, on a call with all the franchises. Well, you know, overnight, the whole business tanked. Franchises ran away. Um, uh, Eric Rosa swooped in and bought it for pennies on the dollar and is now rebuilding the franchise. That's one gaffe, one, one time, one minute of talking and ruined an entire lifetime of business. And, you know, it, it revealed who he was, but that's can be a big problem. I am from, well, I was born in Virginia Beach, Virginia, but I was raised in Louisville, Kentucky. Right. And Papa John's was the pizza place that was the local place <laughs> yes. that we all always got our, you know, school pizzas from Papa John's. We supported this local company and it was cool to see them grow into this huge empire where they're sponsoring the NFL and then, you know, Mr. John uh, gets on a call and he makes a gaffe. <laughs> and whether you know the backstory or not, I'm not going to get into the details. But he said something saying that you shouldn't say it. And it's just like, that was not very, <laughs> that was not the thing <laughs> no. you needed to do. Kenny, I write about that very episode in my book on crisis communications. It, that very thing from Papa John's. It was a great example of just, you know, uh, couple of things you know it, and maybe those things reveal the the real person but was was it necessary to ruin lives and careers through those you know, things but it brings us to your second question which is why is this book important for now mm -hmm. i touched on that earlier about this great paradox of connectivity versus isolation you know why are we so isolated and in my research through this book i found that Many, you know, paleontologists and scientists have discovered that our sapiens, you know, the sapiens 
one of the reasons why we've achieved dominion on this planet is because of our ability to communicate and to collaborate with each other. And from the earliest times, the earliest dawn of the civilization, there were many other sapien tribes roaming the earth. You know, if you think about that for a second, can you imagine how crazy it would be to walk up on like a different human that right. didn't, you know, completely different? I mean, hell, Kenny, we can't even get along with ourselves, much less could we get along <laughs> with anybody else, which was the deal that we were able to drive them off a cliff and, and achieve dominance because we could collaborate for a greater good. Right. And so I think that is why it's so important. And I write a lot about that in, in the book about you know, good communications, good storytelling is about communicating something greater than yourself. It's about greater. It's a greater good. It's a greater enterprise. And I think sometimes we've lost that in our sort of tribal breakdown of society now. And it's kind of, you know, people are very polarized. And I think what's going to make us survive on this planet and thrive is our ability to work together. And we got to get back to that. Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers, here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait. Be proactive and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now, Let's get back to the show. You see that from, you know, just the culture, but also, you know, I've been working with some businesses that are going into some whitewater into their growth and their teams are, you know, starting to pick up some accidental uh, behaviors that maybe aren't helping. Well, they're not helping the team move its mission forward. And you realize that a lot of the challenges that are coming out of this are due to, you know, lack of commu clear communication. Uh, people say one thing, people hear another. What? <laughs> <laughs> they, they have expectations. They're not clearly communicated. And then they're getting frustrated that things aren't right. working the way they want. Uh, so I see it's important for our times because we do have so much distraction and different types of communication and people are using, you know, chat apps or, or slacks or different types of uh, communication tools to, to get messages across, but there's a lot that can be lost using those tools. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, if that <clears throat> you ask yourself as a manager and, and some of the best managers and leaders that I've worked with have a really heightened sense of of situational awareness and emotional intelligence to read the people around them. You know, if you're in a big utility company and you're in a meeting, right, you have regulatory, you have legal, you have the communications, you have the C-suite, you have people that you're really not sure what they do, <laughs> you know, and, and somehow that person who's made, you know, the CEO needs to, to sort of corral all of those interests, right. And make them all singing from the same script. They're like a grand conductor because you ask yourself, you, you know, you, you just spoke of it. You know, if people don't know what they're supposed to do and what they're working towards, it makes it really difficult for them to be successful. 
It, it just does, you know? And, and so people that very articulate are very good about articulating a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, they those are the ones who do the best, which leads us. It's a great segue into your third question. Right. What does it mean to be a participant, not a spectator? <laughs> it was a call to the action of the book. And uh, the book began six years ago. I was asked to give a talk at uh, this event, Burning Man. And so it was about, uh, it was at the center camp and it, it was about gonzo communications. And they wanted to hear about my work with Hunter like, S. Thompson. Like the Muppet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No, it was Hunter S. Thompson, the gonzo journalist. Okay. And, yeah. And, and so late one night, you know, Hunter wrote the book Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, he wrote a, a number of other great books. He wrote the the, the official documentary, uh, the official kind of history of the Hells Angels. So I had worked with Hunter on, on a criminal case to get this woman out of prison. And late night, one night, we were in Aspen, Colorado, outside outside of his house. And we, we literally just blew up a bomb. He had wrapped a propane canister with nitroglycerin. And gave me a 12 gauge shotgun and we blew it up. So afterwards, as my heart is racing, we've been talking about different campaigns and different things. And he looks over and he says, son, do you know the meaning of the word politics? And I, you know, had, I had worked at rock the vote. I had worked for the G seven summit for president Clinton. I had done all of these, you know, uh, political things. And I could not answer this basic question. Voting wrong. Governance? No. Public policy? No. He said, (laughs) look, son, the meaning of the word politics is the art of controlling your environment. And those who control it best are the ones who win the day. Those who are proactive, those who set the agenda are the ones who are the most successful. Right. If you're the one like, hey, I've got we're going to you know, put together this thing and we're going to be the first out on the market. It can be a very powerful place to be. Now, it's very vulnerable. It, people will attack you and criticize you, but you're the one that they're responding to. So make people react to you. You know, look no further than Tesla. Great example. And in business, there's a term of art called first mover advantage where you're out there on the playing field first. Um, and so when we sort of extrapolate this to the larger context that what it means is that you're not just looking at things and then reacting to them. It means that you are a participant in the world around you and not just a spectator. And so this is a really important frame of reference, especially for communications, because it's so easy to just sit back and not do anything and not sort of define yourself. Because guess what? If you're not defining yourself, other people are. And that's what's so important about being proactive and having a communications plan. Right. And so I would say that that was one of the one of the key things. And, you know, being a participant, not a spectator, I'll kind of wrap it up with, you know, it's it goes back to my open water swimming. Sometimes people ask me, you know, what does what does open water swimming have to do with being successful in life or in business? You know, having had I just was the first person to swim 40 miles down the Green River in almost 15 hours straight. Wow. I was the first person to swim across Lake Pontchartrain and the Caribbean. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and I've also realized that a lot of the same universal truths apply. You know, you, you set these audacious goals 
you train and you prepare and then you persevere and then you you build the right team to get you across and you me the swimmer i communicate what that vision is and what i need from them to be successful and it's vitally important to making these things successful and and, and to happening so i also swim for a different reason and that is to use my swimming as a way to bring awareness to some of the big issues we're facing you know, being a participant, not a spectator, Kenny, you know, you know, as well as anyone that we have big issues facing our planet right now. Yeah. People can't, you know, a public education funding, healthcare, And my big one is I think water is the most critical issue of our time. If we do not have fresh water on this planet, we will die. And so I use my swimming to bring awareness to plastics in the Caribbean, cleaning of fresh lakes like Lake Pontchartrain. And then Western water issues and climate change out in the West, you know, rivers are, are shrinking right now and it's really scary. So it's what we can do and how we can bring things to uh, bear and being, you know, we're not just going to look at this life. We're going to go out and do something. And I'll leave you with this one final thought from the Hopi prophecy that says, do not look outside of yourself for a leader. We are the ones we've been waiting for. I love that message. I just got done watching a little series on Netflix and the title sounds a little iffy, but how to become a tyrant, something, something like that. <laughs> and not that I'm trying to learn how to become a tyrant, but they showed how these people relatively from small backgrounds, uh, humble beginnings, followed a playbook, followed actions by spinning a message and, and influencing communication to build empires um, like Gaddafi or, or Hitler yeah. or Idi Amin. And it's not something to aspire to, but you could say this is the power of, you know, how communication can really change and, and just get a whole culture behind them and impact the world. Now, if if it's in the the hands of the dark force, right? If you have the bad intentions, then you can create a lot of harm with communication. However, like like you're saying, Matt, if if you're looking to help bring awareness for a better good, uh, to have a positive impact, you can use the same power to really transform what is possible for a lot of people. And I really love that you have that uh, in your book. Ignition is is really not just your take, but you've interviewed some really amazing people. And again, you shared some at the beginning, but if you could just share a few more while I've got it up on the screen. Um, so if people are interested to check out this book and elevate their communication and learn from other um, powerful thought leaders, this would be a great place to go and, and do that. You betcha. You know, one of the chapters is about um, how Mark Williams, who's a former F-16 fighter pilot from uh, the Iraqi war, and how they use communications in being successful in flying planes. I have a great chapter from Michael Antonucci, who's a producer at, who's a producer at Disney. And he, uh, he's a great, gives us a lot of great stories about production and creating realities from whole cloth. I chronicled the MSN, the Microsoft Butterfly campaign that was 
um, spearheaded by a good friend of mine, Tom Giovagnoli, and kind of walking through how they use the hero cycle to create a little butterfly that was a the biggest global advertising campaign of its era. And then there's a, a chapter that ends part one about my time at uh, when I was starting my career at the famous restaurant Commander's Palace in New Orleans, where Chef Emeril Lagasse was just starting to cut his teeth, creating a signature slogan, bam. And that was about learning situational awareness from one of the top restaurateurs in America. Then I got a great chapter on my time at Rock the Vote in Los Angeles, going around the country and registering young voters and using celebrities and musicians and rock stars. And, you know, that was a lot of fun um, and to, to register to vote. But it was about that the, the idea of using third party validators and how we use other people to get people to do things. And um, and that can be a very powerful tool. It's inc incredible, really. Uh so many interesting stories and I like the way you have taken interesting stories to share concepts and put it into a book that also can uh, be actionable and you can improve. So it's personal development and entertainment, which is really powerful. <laughs> Some I, stories from the front lines, you know, I've been, I've been sliced, diced, baked, chunked, and <laughs> fried. So I've got a few stories to share. <laughs> No, that's that's great. Uh, I aspire to do that a bit more often. Is I can get caught up in the the technical, the how to, which is great. But I am a, a big fan of the story, mm -hmm. right? And, and sharing the story because it's a great way for people to take a lesson and to remember it and to see how it's applied. Yeah. Um, Matt, you've you've had some awesome things to share with us, growth amplifiers. I'm excited to have had you join us. And my um, encouraging the people who are tuning in, uh, check it out. You know, go to MatthewLMosley.com. You can see more about his book. And, you know, it, you're getting some just the tip of the iceberg of some great things that are featured in this book. Um, you can see we're both big fans of reading. <laughs> it's how you grow and stimulate your mind. So feed your mind with new great things, take new actions, get new results. Matt, um, you've you shared a great quote, which is probably a really way, <laughs> really great way to 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 close this. But I'd ask you if you could ask end us off with one more thought, just something that you've learned on your journey that could help others on theirs as they continue to amplify and grow. Anything that you learned doesn't have to be communications related, but it could be. And I'll let you have the last word. <laughs> you betcha. You mentioned stories, and people talk about stories and telling stories, and they always say, "Well, you know." Nobody tells you how, you know, nobody really tells you how to tell a story. I've got a chapter in here about using the hero cycle as a way that we can put ourselves into a frame to tell stories and give meaning to our lives. So I encourage everybody to, to do that and use that tool. But it's been really wonderful being here, Kenny. I so appreciate the time. You know, the only thing I like more than writing is talking about writing. So it's been a real fun time this morning. It's been great. Thank you for your energy, for what you're doing, and for the effort of bringing awareness to our, our world and our water. We're all going to need that. Um, <laughs> we definitely appreciate you and look forward to catching you around and continue being an amplifier. You betcha. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, 
visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.